Welcome back to the Artcast podcast, a podcast where we talk to all of the podcasters across the state in Arkansas. Of course, we have the Artcast, uh, Arkansas Podcast Festival is coming up on September 7th in North Little Rock. And we're doing a special series where we're interviewing some of the speakers that you're going to be able to see on stage at the Arcast, Arkansas Podcast Festival. That's a lot of Arcast, right? And a lot of podcasts. That's a lot of words. Uh, I say cast a million times, but with me is a very special guest, somebody I'm really excited to see speak on stage, and it's Aaron Wallace. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? I hope I don't disappoint. No, absolutely not. You can't. So here's the safe thing. There's not a whole lot of fiction podcasts that are being produced in Arkansas, so you are the first that's going to be on stage at doing that for us, and I'm really excited to hear about that. And so it's not being done as widely as I would like to have it done in the Arkansas and you're doing it well. Like we've checked out all, you know, all of the the episodes you're putting out there, the artwork that you're creating yourself. I mean, you went as far as to designing what was the the, the Barbie set that was <laughs> that was supposed to be some of the characters. That's a, that's a funny story. Yeah, <laughs> one of my characters in the spinoff show kind of into like Barbies. Uh, they thought it would be fun to like create characters for each Barbie. I was like, oh well, then I'll do like a soap opera digest, and we'll just make it like. Oh, there's drama here. There's drama, like kind of give it right. life because with the audio aspect, I don't like to focus on my actors' images because I don't want to have right. to like, hey, will you take this pose for me? So uh, kind of leave it so that your imagination. Right. Uh, but the Barbies were kind of a way just to get in a little deeper side to that world, which I was love we, that. We had a little more fun with that than I thought we would. We were like, are we into Barbies now? Like, is that a thing? But we wanted to kind of tie it into Barbie that was coming out. Or it's Brave that's happening right now. Yeah. Back on their success. (laughs) For sure. And so, well, first let's get into it. You know, what is it that that you do? Well, my day job, I am a digital media specialist where I do social media, photography, a little bit of design, videography. I'm on the side, I do a little bit of photography, a little bit of videography, a little bit of design, podcasting. So I do a little bit of everything. There's no so what is it? What is your podcast? Yeah. I have three. The one that got me yeah. into podcasting was called Queers and Soaps. And it was me and my friend who, we just love soap operas. And we loved watching the ones from like 40 years ago. So it's funny. We'll talk about these soap operas like Moon's Landing. Like it's airing today. There was one week where I felt like all I watched was stuff from the seventies and the eighties. Like, oh, you know, I'll be like, no spoilers, you know. I'm like, wait, this show's been off the air for 40 years. It's you can't say, you know, no spoilers. But yeah, so we just kind of recap that and just talk about that because that's a love we have growing up with soaps. And that kind of introduced me to the world of podcasting. It was one of those things where it was just like, honey, why did we do a podcast? And it was like, I don't know, why didn't we? I was like, all right, well, my mic's ordered. We start on Monday. <laughs> when I start a project, I just dive right in. I don't wait because I'm one of those people, we will talk about something. You can talk about something forever and ever do it. I don't like that. I want to do, not talk. Because with a lot of this stuff, you can grow as you learn. So it's just like, just start. I tell people, just start. No matter what kind of podcast you want to do, just start. You can grow the graphics. You can get a website. Like, you don't just start doing it, start making it work. So that way you start getting your fingers into everything you want to do. 
my Florida. And it's sorry. I was gonna say I was gonna say that's that's kind of you know, par for the course when it is when it is a small team. You're not you know you're not getting the sponsorship dollars yet. You know what I mean to be able to afford a big team to be able to do the studio. You're you're hands on. You are the graphic designer slash the the script writer slash you know the you know engineer. You're you're playing all the roles. I always joke that we're in the red because I'm spending more money than I, you know, make on it, but it's the joy I get from it. Like it's something I really, I've always wanted to be a filmmaker and there is a small little community in Arkansas filmmaking, but when you have no money or no budget, you got to get creative. And the podcast fiction world was something that I discovered. I was like, Oh my God, I can do that. Because in college I had written a show called Tomorrow's a New Day, a professor knew I loved soap operas and was like, I have this project, a radio, Arkansas radio theater. It's just the college campus, but would you write like four episodes? I said, sure, love to. And then that kind of, that's what got me into it. That was 2009. So fast forward to 2021, you know, I kind of got sidetracked on a career I thought was what I wanted to do. I put a lot of the passion, the stuff that I was passionate about, I put kind of to the side because I had people in my life say, well, you need a plan B, but get your plan B going and then you can do the plan A. And I was that poor, naive, young 20 something. I was like, all right, that makes sense. Let me focus on this. And then, then it got to a point where I was just like, why am I not doing what I want to do? That was, I don't like mentioning the C word COVID because it's, talked about all the time but that's what like clicked to me is like whoa why am I not doing what I really want to do and that's what got me into the podcasting world and that created a 2.2 version of tomorrow's a new day I took everything I'd done before I updated it changed some characters because there's not really a huge LGBTQ representation in Arkansas or like in the fiction world of Arkansas and I didn't get to do a lot of that in college because it was kind of like, well, you can allude to it, but because of certain members of higher ups, we may not want to say that character's gay or that character's this. So I was like, oh, okay. So this time around, I was like, I'm doing it my way. I want to do it. And that's what we're doing. So that brought, that's how Tomorrow's a New Day was born. I just, I'd written 15 scripts, found just enough actors to perform. I did like an open casting call. I did not care who wanted to join it. They just had a passion for it and wanted to do it. I was like, we can do it. I had to change a character's entire backstory because I need, I just had enough people to fit those roles. So one of my characters became Australian. It's like, no, wait, no, no. You moved here from Australia. You became a cop. You're good to go. There we go. And Next thing I know, I had people wanting to join in. They're like, oh, we love what you're doing. We want to be a part of it. And I was like, really? Like, I'm just this little person in Arkansas. Like, I didn't realize how big the world was until I started podcasting. It's amazing because it's not held by state borders, right? Like, you can yeah. put this piece of media out there and it's consumable across the world. Yes. And because of this, I've become friends with someone who works at DreamWorks who helped me create Old Code, which is the spinoff of Tomorrow's New Day. So I've been working with people I never in my mind thought I would work with. That's amazing. Yeah, it completely. And like all from an idea. And because you pushed yourself and you didn't, 
you didn't hold yourself back the way to say it like that. Like you listened a little bit to the advice that was given to you, which was focus on this, don't do this. And then you you realized that there was you had a, still had a passion for something after so long, and you you went after it wholeheartedly. And like it's amazing how it's blown up and the gathering that you have. And just wanted to hit back on a couple of things that you mentioned there. You know, you said that you, so your first time podcasting, besides, you know, just a talk show or just you and your friend talking, this is a piece of fiction that you're creating. You decided to go after a cast of people to play these roles. And so what made you want to do that rather than do a one person type of show? Well, I knew I couldn't, I'm not a trained actor, so I knew I wouldn't be able to do justice to the world that I was creating. And I really wanted to be able to bring these characters. Like, in my head, they're always saying, we want out. We want someone who can do us justice. I joke multiple personalities in my head because all these characters are always screaming like, no, I want some airtime or I want this to happen. And it was just one of those things where it's like, I need a cast. To make this done right, I need actors or people who will at least try to act. Not all of my cast members are trained actors or have done any acting at all. My only requirement at the time was, do you want to do it? <laughs> because I was like, you don't need a mic. You don't, you know, we just, let's make this happen. Because I saw there were some other fiction audio dramas that, out there. And I mm -hmm. didn't know that was even a possibility at the time. I just thought of podcast as kind of like talk shows or just someone telling a story, not like a actual drama or fiction drama. I just opened up the casting to whoever wanted to come along. That's amazing. And so who did you, I mean, how did you put a casting call out there? Was it just your, your friends and family or? Well, I made a graphic and I just put it on all my social medias. And then through that, a few of like, they told other people too. They're like, Hey, my friend is, I was desperate. He was like desperately looking for people to cast in these roles. You should audition. And my narrator, who is a friend through my other podcast, applied late. He was like, oh, I totally forgot about this. Sorry, I hope you still accept it. And then the moment I heard his voice, I was like, you're my narrator. You had the perfect voice. You're what I was picturing. And hearing all these actors in the roles, I'm like, this was right. That's how I knew. I was like, I'm creating something. It may just be me, who I know. Nobody may listen, but at least I'm getting something I'm passionate about and putting it out there in the world. Do you play one of the characters in the show? I do now. It's funny. At the time, I thought, oh, it's just going to be a one-off character. I put in the first season for one of my characters to kind of like a talk to. And then the next thing I knew, this character started growing in my head. It was like, oh, no, we went out. And I joke, I say I joke a lot because I do. Like, I'm going to have to recast. Like, if I'm not pulling the weight, I will recast myself if I have to. But at the moment, my friends were like, oh, just keep trying. Just don't give up just yet. So I'm like, okay, this is out of my comfort zone being an actor. So I will keep going and just try. <laughs> That's great. And so like, what sort of reception have you had since you, since you've launched and like, it's just been going on for a while, right? Yes. We came out on January 5th, 2022. The date has meaning because all my children premiered on January 5th. And I try, that's one thing I try to do. I try to tie 
my soap to past soaps because those are the things that inspired me. And I want to be able to show them respect to that because tomorrow's a day is like the main soap opera. And then the spinoff Old Cove is the town within Tomorrow's a New Day. So I did what General Hospital did. Like General Hospital went and made a show called Poor Charles. And then I was like, this this is what I need to do. I want give us a way that I could honor some of the other soaps. But the reception we've gotten has been really like people have really enjoyed it, liked it. Our numbers continue to grow. We haven't just like stopped right now because I have some actors who live in LA. We are on kind of strike too, just to kind of be there with them. Cause some of my actors were like, I, even though we're not a SAG production or owned by a studio, we just thought it was right. Like if we ever want to be in those organizations, we felt it was the right thing to do to strike along with them. So we're kind of on a hiatus, but we're still, our numbers are still growing and people are still telling me, oh, this is so much fun. It's very much just campy and just over the top, which is what I love. That's an interesting concept because I haven't thought about that before. You know, the SAG after you know strike that's going on in the industry of filmmaking, and so you don't realize how how much of a role they you know actors that are part of SAG play across all sorts of media platforms, from audiobooks and to you know, podcasting. And I never really thought about that. It's amazing that you're <laughs> backing that up, even though you're not part of SAG. It's like something was taken away from me because I really want to write and I really want to get out there and create. Well, I appreciate that you're still coming to the festival. To, to oh, yeah, I'm, that's <laughs> really different. I'm just, that, uh, a lot of my actors just felt like it was the right thing to do. And because I gave them the option to, I said, if y'all really want to continue, we can't. Like, I didn't want it to be just like me saying, no, because we don't make any money off of this. Everyone, a lot of my actors, they will say, this hour we meet a week where we're recording is kind of like therapy. They're like, it's so much fun. It's just something I look forward to. And that kind of makes me feel bad because we're not doing it right now. But they totally understand why too, because our friends out there in LA or New York are striking. So we want to be there with them and support them. It's pretty amazing. And so this, so spinoff, you made a spinoff of your own show. I didn't have enough to do. So I was like, why yeah. create something else? And we've even talked about making a prequel. My brain is always giving me work to do. I'm like, let's calm down. Let's reel it in just a little bit. No, I definitely can relate. I mean, we've got a podcast festival that's happening for two weeks, you know, across <laughs> Arkansas. So, I mean, like, I understand that completely. I shared earlier on social media the picture of a Charlie Day on It's Always Sunny, where uh-huh. like the conspiracy theory on the wall. This is what it looks like behind the scenes when we're planning this festival. And I absolutely understand that. You probably have the same thing going because I'm thinking, you know, the, the same way that movies do, you know, interconnected universe, you know, type of, you know, spinoff films. And then so you're thinking about how do these characters interact with this part of the world and you're, you're fleshing it all out to, to seem real. It must be a lot of work. And so you hit on what I was going to ask, which is how much work goes into creating each one of the shows. And is it manageable to have two different shows? It is now that when I first started Tomorrow's New Day, I had written all 15 episodes. I was directing. I was editing. I was doing the graphics, the marketing, the social media, the making the website, all of that. And then as we were continuing to grow, I had like a couple of my cast members were like, we would like 
to ride if that's possible. Well, actually, I went to them because I was like, you like to ride, don't you? Do you want to ride a couple episodes? They're like, I don't know if I can do them. Like, here, we'll start with the scene. We'll go from there. And once they started, they're like, okay, this is actually a lot of fun. Then the spinoff, though, has kind of my friend who is also a cast member in Tomorrow's New Day. He's kind of, it's become almost like his baby in a sense, too. So we both, I had written and then he's went back, helped spiced it up and become like a joint effort. But he directed all of that season and did all the editing for that. So that made it easier for me. I created it and helped set the storylines and all that. But then he kind of took the directing side of that because he just fell in love with it as much as I did. We would text each other back and forth. Why are we so obsessed with this world? I don't know, but it takes up so much time. (laughs) They give us so much messy drama and that's just fun for us. You're single-handedly doing the marketing great or you were from the beginning, Uh, right? marketing yes i will ask for ideas till be like hey do you have any ideas sometimes i will just be thinking of something and i'll be like oh you know that'd be a nice little ad so i make an ad it's summertime so it's like soak up the drama i did a little ad that was kind of like add a little drama to your workout and it had a picture of you on it yeah someone on the treadmill just like listening uh-huh. to the podcast. i'll think of stuff i'm just like nope that's perfect I don't like to ask for a whole lot of help because I know I can't pay. I don't like someone doing a lot of work for free. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, here, you do this, 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 and this. And I'll just, you know, set back. I like to make sure it's rewarding for them. And I'd rather put more of the stress on me than my actors or anyone else because they give me their time. And that's so much more than I think they realize. I'm admiring your posters back there. I just noticed, oh, you know, you have new day and yes, <laughs> yes. i've done a great film um i want when i when i started doing the fiction drama i didn't want it to seem like i was just throwing it together i want my cast members to feel like oh look we have a website we have social media we have marketing it's not just some little thing we're doing i want them to feel like it's actually something to take pride in well have you ever considered taking your podcast and pitching it to a network i would love to I'm not sure how to do, I guess that's the part where I'm not sure how to go about is actually getting out there. That's one area where I know I could grow is trying to get sponsorships or pitching it to other people out there. That's one reason when I found, you know, your site, I was like, oh, this is awesome that there's something in Arkansas because we don't, you know, it's, we're kind of cut off from a lot of the entertainment aspect of the world. And it's just nice to see people inside our state taking pride in helping make things like that happen because some of us can't afford to move off to LA or New York. So we still want to make our dreams happen. And this is the perfect way to do it. You're absolutely right. We can't just walk across San Francisco and take the bus or whatever to get down to LA and more information and help from the people who have been doing it successfully. And so, yeah, that's one of the goals of the festival. And of course the 51C3 that we formed is to to bring people from out of state who are doing this really, really well to come here and talk with us, but also get the people who are creating and let them have the stage as well. And so like everybody's learning from each other and it's going to be pretty amazing. And so we're really looking forward to a lot of our out of state guests that are be coming in and talking that they've spoken at podcast movement and Podfest and some of the bigger events. And so we're just where we are, Arkansas, like you said, but it's still, we're breaking ground. Every time you turn a corner in podcasting in Arkansas, you're trailblazing. Yours is the 
greatest, I'll say, fiction podcasts that I've found. I'm a big fan of that. That's my world. It's fiction. Love, everything, pop culture. Yes. You might like one that I'm working on. I have a show that I put graphics out and people are like, oh, when is this coming out? I'm like, it's in development because I can't write right now. It's like a fantasy kind of sci-fi type thing. Because that's the next thing I want to do is I want I, to, I pitch it as like, it's a dark shadows, passion, charm type of and because that's something I've always wanted to create is my own little like sci-fi universe and that. I create graphics and people are like so excited for it. I'm just like, you gonna have to wait a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, I probably should have put these up there, but I get so excited about things. I can't, that's one of my problems is I get really excited. I can't wait to put stuff out there for people. I love entertaining people. I was going to mention Dark Shadows earlier when you were talking about that. <laughs> the soaps from the 70s and stuff that comes to my mind. Supernatural is definitely the stuff I've been into. What We Do in the Shadows. Have you seen that yet? Oh, I haven't seen it, but it's on my list of things to watch. Oh my God. I love that show so much. But that's always uh, something I've loved is just sci-fi fantasy. And I wanted to do like another Dark Shadows type show. But I've recently got into Dark Shadows. I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> I want to make my impact on that type of world. Absolutely. I, I think you're well on your way. You're doing something I haven't even seen people do nationally. So this is great that it's coming out of Arkansas. And I think that's what gives us a sort of unique edge is that because we don't have all of those big podcasting influencers from the state to look at, everybody's trying to be like, oh, well, they did it this way. So everybody else is in a race to try to do the same thing and copy it and be better. Since we don't have that, like it's the wild west. Everybody, they're mavericks. They're out there creating their own podcasts in a different genre and doing it their own completely different way. You're a prime example of that. Nobody's doing what you're doing. And I think that I can't find anybody that's doing it successfully like that from outside either. There are a couple other fiction podcasts. Right. They've actually had soap actors on theirs, but they're sad, which makes it a little bit harder. With me not being sad, I have a little bit more freedom when it comes to casting or that so finding that is the hard finding those shows like that is the hard part so a platform like what you're creating is wonderful because we're getting out there to be able to show our content right. i think that's probably the biggest challenge i probably have is social media if you don't have the money to put behind ads or post sometimes a lot of people don't see your post facebook is a good example that I may share something and maybe 20 people that follow us see it because that's just, they want you to boost it or they want you to put an ad and put money behind it. And just some of us small indie people can't afford that. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you even tried the new you know, threads or even other social platforms? I'm on thread. I'm playing with it. I was really sad about Twitter because that's where like, our biggest audience is for my podcast is Twitter because there's this whole world called soap Twitter. They should do a show about soap Twitter because the drama that goes on. Oh my God. You can't ride it. It's that crazy. This genre is loved so much by fans. I, I link it to like how Marvel or DC fans can be. That's how soap fans can be. You don't mess with their soaps. I had no idea that that was that existed. That was yeah, just a light being. You have to be careful what you say about your soaps because some people will attack attack you, and you're just like, <laughs> I just gave my opinion. Sorry. 
connect up Twitter oh, here. Uh, so it's it's a fun world, and anything can happen in a soap opera. There's no limitation right. to what happens. <laughs> I don't want you to give too much away because I know we're going to be talking about a lot of this on stage at Arcast. But can you hit on a few things? Because you said that you bought your your microphone. You were like, I'm going to do this, and I bought my microphone. And then, what were some of the barriers to entry that you hit? One was I learned my co-host was quitting up until the day we actually did it. He was so nervous. He's like, he's like, I didn't tell you this, but I was going to quit every day until we started doing it. And now he absolutely loves it. There's not a whole lot of barriers that stop me from podcasting. You just have to research. Like there are so many programs or things that have free versions. Canva has a free version. Audacity. I always say just find the time. Because we would watch a week's worth of soaps. But then also I had work. I had the shows that I were watching or the books that were. So time. Time was the thing that kind of slowed me down. We found a site that where we could go live. And that made things so much easier because there was no post-production. Post-production sure. is sometimes the longest aspect of it because you're editing and you're getting things ready, exporting. But going live made things a lot more easier, which is how I was able to do Tomorrow's a New Day. Because had I been trying to do two shows post-production-wise... That may not have been done successfully because tomorrow's new day takes a little extra time to post produce. Well, we're really excited to have you for our cast and I'm to excited. Be on and I'm excited. One of our cast members will be there as well. Yes. Uh, I mentioned that. So, uh, sorry. I'm a talker. I can just talk, talk, talk. Oh, please go. <laughs> it makes my job easy. Podcasting was such a great thing for me because I get to talk. Yes, Mia Hyman. I met her when I was working at my first job in Southern Arkansas. She was a student and she just has this amazing personality. Like she can get in front of people and just talk. There's just something about her that she's just, her life is so infection and she's just got a great personality that when I created that character, the first person I thought I was like, I'm going to go to Mia. Just see if she would do because I just, I loved Mia. And luckily she said, she's like, I never acted. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out yeah so she thankfully came into this world she was like right, introduced right at the end and she's like is that all i gotta do I was like yes but i swear season two your part gets bigger it was a small role i wanted her to know you will have more time to shine she does a great job you know the episodes that we listen to are amazing i would also want to compliment you on i'm assuming you're doing the editing on these and assume that they recorded their parts separately and not everybody was together in a studio. We would meet every Saturday who could meet if you couldn't meet, yeah. no, but we would try to meet as a cast so that you could play off each other. Cause that's so much more fun when you're getting to react to someone else yeah. instead of just reading the lines like to yourself or, but sometimes no, they, we, we do it both ways. So we'll have group sessions, but then we'll also, if something happens, we're like, Hey, can you redo that line? Send it to me. So, cause my, I just really want it to sound good. And that's one reason why I like us to meet together is because I want them to be able to react off each other. And something I always tell them is let your personality show through there as well. Don't think you have to do it a certain way. Just be you being that character. <laughs> I, mean, I know you're going in there doing editing and post, but like it, it seems like a natural conversation and like there's just enough time in between. Nobody's talking over each other and there's not any long gaps of just pause dead air. Can I keep talking over you by accident? 
<laughs> no, it's good. I think we both do that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a time right. for us Every to build Every podcast I listen to, they all just kind of talk over each other, but that's just that's part of having a conversation too. It is. It really is. If anyone's interested in being a part, I'm sure I can bring you into our crazy world that we've just created a lot. I would like to continue growing the shows or creating a little world in a sense, but I also want to create other stuff too with different actors and different well, stories. Something that we, we find, you know, across the state because we go to you know, different colleges and host different events and we get invited as speakers to talk about the many uses of podcasts. But one of the, the major things that we come across is that they hear podcasting or they hear trying to get sponsorships or trying to record your episode or get this person on your show. And it's, it's a fear. They're afraid because they can't, clearly see it being done because what they want to do nobody has done before and so there's there's a hesitation and it's just they don't want to be first if somebody else does it show me how to do it and i'll do it and i think that's why you know fiction probably hasn't taken off in podcasting in arkansas even though we're very creative state we have got all these colleges that are creating (laughs) pushing through with all these arts degrees there's no reason that we couldn't be creating something like that especially with as big as like you started wanting to make films and we have a the big film industry in Arkansas and it's growing. There's no reason for this not to expand into podcasting. And I think you are going to be a great example and leader in showing people how to get started creating fictional podcasting. And so you, you put out a big invite out there. You said, anybody who needs help, you all are willing to help. I love helping people learn more about this world. I'm new to it. So I'm like, I am no expert. I literally started in 2021 podcasting has been around a whole lot longer than that i hate how late i am i feel like i'm late to the game but you know you get there when you're supposed to get there mm-hmm. but i love helping people when it comes to being creative and discovering things that they like to do it is a lot of work it will take time you just have to commit to it that's one of the biggest thing i tell people it's commitment you have to be willing to set deadlines and be able to follow through because i've done I've wanted to do some other shows, but they have kind of fallen through because it just one lost commitment or I wanted to do a travel show, but then wasn't traveling as much. So you can't really do a travel show if you're not traveling anywhere. (laughs) So that one kind of fell to the side, but this is one where I get to just release these stories that have been stuck in my head since I was in high school. Cause I've been wanting to do any kind of writing in that sense. I remember having notebooks, just writing story ideas or plot lines. And this Avenue podcasting has let me do that without having to put the strings on location, special effects, or I would even try to create sound effects. I would get, have someone I'm like, Hey, hold this glass. I need us to cling. You know? <laughs> it's gotta be the right cling. Cause it's gonna need to sell like this kind of glass, you know? And that's the fun thing. I like I'm doing things just. I never thought I'd be doing, but it's just so much fun. And that's what it's about, is having fun, but also creating something wonderful to put out to the world. Absolutely. Nobody's paying you to do this. And so it's, it's got to be your passion and you got to follow up. You're like, yeah, nobody's paying me for this. And but uh, when we're paying you, you also, it's like, I get to make the rules and do this how I want right. to pay me. <laughs> right. I made my own merch. It's good to make merch because when I wear my shirt for tomorrow's new day, I'm a walking billboard. And I would see people like, what is this? I'm like, well, let me tell you about that. And it'll start a conversation. They're like, wow, that's really cool. You do that. I'm like, 
yes, and you should go listen to it. Luckily, it was just another way, too, to let my cast feel closer to what we were creating because they went and purchased some shirts, too. I didn't ask them to. I just said, hey, here's merch. You do not have to buy it by any means. If you do, any money we earn, we'll put into marketing. So, like, the money doesn't come to me. It goes back into the show to help us grow. Because I would eventually, I would love to be able to pay them and or get, buy them mics or just get them things where it's just like, I'm investing in them as much as they're investing in me. So I want to be able to return that to them. Great. We look forward to having you. And so you'll be there on stage on September 7th talking about fiction and podcasting along with Mia, one of your actors. If somebody wants to follow you, because I'm sure they do, how do they follow you? I am... At Aaron Wallace, pretty much at any social media sites. And then Tomorrow's a New Day is just, if you search Tomorrow's a New Day, you'll find us. It's, we're pretty easy to find. This episode of the ArtCast podcast is brought to you by NPR affiliate stations KUAR in Little Rock and KUAF in Fayetteville. In support of ArtCast, the annual Arkansas podcast festival running from September 1st to the 21st. Find more information and tickets at ArkansasPodcasters.org. That's ArkansasPodcasters.org.